So let's go to um, continuance of Gospel of Thomas. And we start today with fragment 21. And we'll start with the uh, Marvin Meyer version, then go to the Thomas Lambden version, then go to the interlinear <clears throat> uh, freely received.net metalogos version. And we will be able to get into uh, comparison to the uh, Greek uh, oxyrhynchus in a couple of places, although it's the, the fragments start at 24 again, or the saying 24 starts up oxyrhynchus again. So, 21. Um, Miriam said to Yeshua, What are your students like? He said, meaning Yeshua said, they are like little children living in a field that is not theirs. When the owners of the field come, they will say, Give us our field, give our field back to us. The children take off their clothes in front of them to give it back. And they return their field to them, meaning to the owners of the, of the field. So I say, Yeshua was saying, So I say, if the owner of a house knows that a thief is coming, he will be on guard before the thief arrives and will not let the thief break into the house of his estate and steal his possessions. As for you, be on guard against the world. Arm yourselves with great strength, or the robbers will find a way to reach you. For the trouble you expect will come. Let someone among you understand. When the crop ripened, the reaper came quickly with sickle in hand and harvested it. Whoever has ears to hear should hear. And uh, we've got, before we go to the Lambden, what we have here is um, what might have been actually multiple fragments combined. First is the analogy. So the question is, what are the students like? Um they're like little children living in a field that's not theirs. Now, does that mean the the students of Yeshua or those that are seeking Gnostic, Gnosis and redemption or freedom or awakening um, are living in the world, in this world that is not theirs, but it's like someone else's? Uh, uh, it, it, you know, the notion, again, of little children as purified mind, purified, innocent mind, spiritualized mind being. So it's positive to say little children, meaning that's um, uh, associated with the, their purity. But living in a field not theirs is, it seems to me, again, I'm, I'm you know, not sure how, what the, what his intention or the, you know, the teacher's meaning is, I can only interpret my own way. But living in a field not theirs is very much similar to living in this world that is um, not of the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven or, or you know, a new heaven, new earth is not here yet. And so living in a field, living in a world that, that they don't um, control or they don't own or that we... Um, can't make um, purified as we might be able to purify ourselves. So then the owners of the field come, say, give the field back to us. 
um, to give the field back, <laughs> the children take off their clothes and they return the field. Uh, why I have to take off their clothes to return the field, I don't know. But taking off clothes is certainly uh, a, can be symbolic or an analogy for um, freeing yourself of the garb and costume of this world. Fe- freeing oneself or removing a false covering or extraneous covering or human-made covering, although clothing may be necessary for survival in a cold place and uh, pretty. Um, it is a human made cover of the natural body. So somehow it's um, removing the human made cover uh, in the returning process. And I think in many ways this could be related to the necessary turning away from the worldly that um, the seeker must do to become a Gnostic. The yogi, the monk, um, the one that seeks awakening and freedom um, needs vairagya. Vairagya really means revulsion or turning away from worldly ways. Detachment. Um, so detachment is critical on the on the path. It really means detach from what you don't need, from what's unnecessary, extraneous, certainly from what's harmful to self and other. And then the second, what what might be a second fragment that's appended. Into, sec- into saying 21, is about an owner of a house knowing a thief is coming, being on his guard, and this was in, in some other place in the New Testament, you see something like this, the thief coming like a thief in the night. So this is a warning or um, a caution saying, in the case of an owner knowing a thief's coming, he's on guard, to make sure the thief doesn't come and uh, take his his possessions. So be on guard against the world and arm yourself and get strong or robbers will find a way to reach you, meaning harmful ways of humanity and worldly ways of society that are harmful. Not all are harmful, but some are. Um, If you're not strong and you're not careful and you're not vigilant, they'll reach you, they'll harm you, you'll get trouble, for the trouble you expect will come. And um, <clears throat> and then finally, as a, as a third, what seems to be a third type of teaching or a third major instruction, when crop is ripened, the reaper came quickly with sickle in hand and harvested it. And so when something is ready for harvesting, um, it needs to be harvested and move along rather than uh, rot on the vine. So let's get more of this um, from the Lambden version. Mary said to Jesus, so Miriam, Mariam, Miriam, Mariam is Mary. That's Hebrew to non-Hebrew. Mary said to Jesus, whom are your disciples like? He said, they are like children who have settled in a field which is not theirs. When the owners of the field come, they will say, let us have back our field. They, meaning the children, they will undress in their presence in order to let them have back their field and to give it back to them. Therefore, I say, if the owner of a house knows the thief is coming, he will begin his vigil before he comes and will not let him dig through into his house uh, of his domain to carry away his goods. You then be on your guard against the world. 
Arm yourselves with great strength, <clears throat> lest the robbers find a way to come to you, for the difficulty which you expect will surely materialize. Let there be among you a man of understanding. When the grain ripened, he came quickly with his sickle in his hand and reaped it. Whoever has ears to hear, let him hear. <clears throat> and so, um, although there are three distinct instructions here, they're tied um, and associated and, um, you know, inter-relevant inter or mutually uh, or all relevant to each other. So, <clears throat> like children settled in a field that's not theirs, uh, perhaps is, a, is akin to the owner of a house who knows a thief is coming and is vigilant and strong and careful to make sure it doesn't his his possessions don't get stolen so be on your guard against the world um, certainly against someone harming you or against receiving a false teaching or about getting involved in ways that are harmful to self and other and our position in this world may well be existentially similar to uh, at best children settling in a field not theirs like we to the extent that we've purified being like little children or being simple <laughs> simple-minded if we can uh, are, are in a in a world and a society that doesn't value love and honesty right it's a swamp that needs to be drained how much it's drained we don't know but we can only purify ourselves that's all we know we can do and um, in in a vigilance to not be robbed acknowledging that in some way we're temporary visitors here or this field this world this uh, collective in which we live is not ours and um, there is a very high aspect of transcendent transcendentalism or the need to detach and um, divorce oneself from the worldly in um, essential Christian Gnostic teaching and and of course Buddhism Hinduism and all true mystic traditions understand that uh, be not of the world and you'll see that when we get to the interlinear the world the word for world is cosmos <clears throat> so then you can say be not of the octave <laughs> free yourself from samsara of all seven dimensions but um, the the need for vigilance to make sure what is valuable is not lost we don't lose our love we don't lose um, awareness of who we really are or don't gain the world and lose our soul um, meaning fourth and fifth and sixth chakra keep getting developed that's all we're talking about is uh, seven chakra you're talking about development of seven chakras in a poetic way and so um, <clears throat> the field that's not ours <laughs> is um, ba the, is basically um, squatting in the in in the world in Kamarupa, <laughs> squatting in Kamarupa, the desire realm or 3D physical, or the world of the first three chakras, the lower triad, the world of physical, emotional, mental, intellectual, social, physical, emotional, mental social interpersonal this is the field that's not ours it's not who we are it's of birth and death it's not of uh, love and light 
but we can bring love and light uh, by you know <laughs> the higher development but <clears throat> this um, caution um, be on your guard against the world is also perhaps um, uh, the recognition that um, what we seek is not here what we seek is within the kingdom of heaven is within not without now yes the kingdom of heaven or everything is God too yeah but not in terms of social values social values are generally materialist highly so and uh, psychic right there's the way of the lower and the way of the middle but the Gnostic follows the way of the higher which is the pneumatic seeking pneuma or spirit uh, not simply mind-body and so the field in a way is mind-body and that's society and that's the worldly and it's not ours and um, also of course the body will return to the dirt so when the owners of the field come or when the time of this life incarnation is over um, the field of our body <laughs> the body mind uh, of the incarnation is is uh, dissolved and returned to the elements so that's also akin to undressing and being rid of the human cover um, in the returning of what's not ours to to those that own this or now you can you know talk about uh, give Caesar what's due to Caesar very similar to this um, the clothing in the field is not ours the human way is not ours um, the way of Numa is ours the kingdom of heaven within is ours and that's um, knowing that is itself a form of guarding against the world arm yourself with great strength lest robbers find a way to come to you or surprise you when you realize that this is not your field or the mind-body is not your home it's temporary temporary vehicle um, for the difficulty which you expect will surely materialize yeah that's true and then let there be among you a man of understanding meaning please get what I'm saying and then when grain ripens or understanding comes um, it's important to make use of it right away don't let the fruit rot on the vine um, and somebody said some uh, smart American thinker said something like um, <clears throat> one should think like a man of action and act like a man of thought very deep so there's some pretty bright bright lights around think like a man of action and act like a man of thought meaning um, think in the ways that are um, associated with success deliberate not 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 over deliberate not over cautious um, think in the ways that execute successful or beneficial action and then act um, not too hastily or act with thought act uh, let your action be that be the action of, of a man of thought who appreciates the way of action uh, and let your you know let your thought be um, associated with uh, outcome or consequence and achievement and, and not get lost going in circles think like a man of action then act like a man of thought very deep so not only the raw material there's no monopoly on truth here so then we go to the um, 
interlinear 21, and we find a big long text, says Miriam to Yeshua, Thy disciples resemble whom? Says he. They resemble some children small. They are sojourning in a field which theirs is not, or theirs not is. When they come, the owners, meaning when the owners come of the field, they will say it, release our field back to us. Themselves they strip naked in their presence forth, meaning the children, strip naked in their presence forth to cause themselves to give it back to them. And they give their field to them. Through this I say it, if he realizes the owners, meaning the owners realize, the owners in-house realize that he is coming, meaning the agent or thief, he will be vigilant before he comes, and will he not permit him to dig into his house of his abstract dominion, <laughs> so that he takes his belongings, his abstract dominion. Yourselves yet be vigilant regarding the origin of the cosmos, the origin of the world. Bind you up your loins in a great power, so that shall not the thieves find a way to come to you, because the advantage which you look forth for it, they will find it. Let him be among your midst a person of understanding. When the fruit ripened, did he come in a hurry? His sickle in his hand, did he reap it? He who has ears of him to hear, let him hear. I must say I do enjoy the interlinear the best. <clears throat> it's very raw. So Mariam, Mary, Mariam, Miriam said to Yeshua, Your disciples resemble who? Were they like resemble some small children? And even small children is a better than saying little children. Little is a little bit of connotative pejorative. Some small children, they're sojourning, they are uh, sojourning in a field not theirs. Then, when come the owners of the field and say, release our field back to us, um, themselves, meaning they themselves, the children, strip naked in their presence. Uh, there was no uh, <laughs> kind of uh, abusive uh, overtone uh, in that time to such a phrase. It wasn't, people weren't so demented to think that that's sexual. Themselves they strip naked in their presence forth to cause themselves to give it back to them. And that's an interesting point. The, the taking off of clothes is for the purpose of returning the field. And so taking off, again, the human cover, the human protective cover, which, um, you know, is also associated with uh, individuality for better and worse. So monks and soldiers wear um, a standard garb. The monk wears robes and the soldier wears the uniform. Why? Uh, because um, uh, movement away from individualism, individual individuation uh, of me um, is um, necessary or part of the training of a monk and a, and a soldier. Uh, perhaps in a soldier it's because the person is being trained to uh, become completely uh, compliant, uh, obedient, subservient, submissive to authority. In the case of the monk, 
their training to be free of uh, ahamkara, self-cherishing, and um, the the uh, slavery of I, me, my. Then, so so, but the point is that taking off the clothes is to cause themselves to give it back to them, and they give their field back to them. So there is a um, uncovering of the human or the outer. You can say the false. I mean, there's nothing false about clothing, but it's certainly, I mean, if you see somebody with clothes and see somebody naked, it's really quite different. So <clears throat> the outer protects, the clothing protects, the outer protects the inner, or the worldly covers the essential. Um, body uh, shrouds mind spirit but there is a necessary to be free of the worldly or to go to the way of the numatikoi against the hylikoi uh, and the psychikoi those of body those of body mind only uh, there is a renunciation necessary to give it back and take it off take off what's unnecessary then Yeshua goes on, through this, through this, I say it. And so again, that's the association between uh, the returning of, of the temporary dwelling that's not ours by declothing or, um, you know, um, decloaking. Uh, that decloaking, worldly decloaking, um, through this I say it, <clears throat> meaning in association with that uh, analogy, if one realizes the owner's, it's so it's akin to the owner of a house realizing a thief is coming, being vigilant, and therefore not permitting one, the thief, to dig into the house of his uh, abstract dominion and um, take his belongings. Don't let the worldly take your soul. Don't become uh, a, a human dupe. You know, don't become a dupe of the system and eat bad food, spiritual food. <laughs> don't don't take upon yourself worldly ways that are not helpful. I mean, what's helpful is helpful, worldly or uh, you know, esoteric. But if it's not helpful, don't take it. And so protect yourself. Uh, don't lose what's yours, um, and give back what you don't need, and realize you're going to have to give it back just like you have to give up the body and give up the world and give up the world and, and leave at the time uh, you know, of the last breath. You know, yourselves, be vigilant. And then it's what? Regard, be vigilant regarding the origin of cosmos. Now, I don't think that's meaning uh, be careful of the logos. <laughs> it's really um, the human world system. Um, be vigilant um, in realizing that there's a lot of corruption, negativity, distortion, service to self, and harm uh, occurring that we should not incorporate um, within our um, habitual ways of, of thinking and, and acting. Um, so um, bind your loins or gird your, gird your loins, get strong, um, so that thieves don't come and take what's not theirs or what's yours. Because the advantage which you look forth from it, they will find it. And so, 
uh, the Demiurge, uh, the Archons, the Illuminati, the Service to Self Human Leadership, and um, even friends around us may um, act to steal or take um, what you shouldn't be giving. Um, or move us, you know, to simply, even with, you know, the, the road to, to hell is paved with good intentions. So they say, um, one of the roads to hell surely is. So even with good intentions, people may be negative influences upon us. Or even with good intentions, we may take upon ourselves negative influences or um, give what we should be holding or take what we shouldn't be taking. So then, of course, among your myths, let there be a person of understanding. Meaning, please understand what I'm saying. And uh, when you find a person of understanding, uh, seek to um, request further understanding. And so when um, fruit ripens, one comes in a hurry. <clears throat> the, the wise gardener, uh, like Chauncey Gardener, <clears throat> comes in a hurry, sickle in hand, and reaps it. And so that, that's some, some sense of um, strike while the iron is hot. And... Um, when something is when when the dinner is ready it's time to eat don't let it get cold when the fruit is ripe uh it's time to harvest uh and the sickle and so there is the importance of timing and not tarrying and not procrastinating <clears throat> and um being careful <laughs> actually about um what one does in one's life so, let's go to 22. This is so. This is pretty deep stuff here. Starting with Meyer. Yeshua saw some babies nursing. He said to his students, These nursing babies are like those who enter the kingdom. They said to him, Then how, then shall we enter the kingdom as babies? You know, the word, the original might not have been babies, but Yeshua said to them, when you make the two into one, and when you make the inner like the outer, and the outer like the inner, and the upper like the lower, <clears throat> and when you make male and female into a single one, so that the male will not be male, nor the female be female, when you make eyes in place of an eye, a hand in place of a hand, a foot in place of a foot, an image in place of an image, then you will enter the kingdom. <clears throat> and so, sounds a little bit like the Gospel of Truth. This is the Gospel of Thomas. <clears throat> but you can see um, Gnostic mysticism, uh, esoteric <laughs> adept talk here, initiate talk. Uh, some people obviously use this for sexual tantra encouragement, or encur it might even be an encouragement to sexual tantra. Who knows what they were doing? Some Gnostic groups were. Meaning, make the two into one, or make the male and female into a single one. The male is no longer male, the female no longer female. Uh, <clears throat> but surely, it's the uh, resolution of duality into unity. Uh, and akin to nursing babies. Now, again, let's see what my, what Lambden has to say, and uh, we'll 
get some further understanding. 22 from Lambden. Jesus saw infants being suckled. <clears throat> he said to his disciples, these infants being suckled are like those who enter the kingdom, meaning make the grade. They said to him, shall we then as children enter the kingdom? Jesus said to them, when you make the two one and when you make the inside like the outside and the outside like the inside and the above like the below and when you make the male and female one and the same so that the male not be male and the female fem nor the female female and when you fashion eyes in the place of an eye and a hand in the place of a hand and a foot in place of a foot and a likeness in place of a likeness then you will enter the kingdom so again we have a few um, uh, a few sections here. First, Yeshua is seeing um, nursing babies or infants suckling, saying they are like those who enter the kingdom of heaven. Then the disciples who generally don't know anything. It's like every disciple of every great master. They just, you know, the students are like really out of it, generally. If you see a great master and then you see senior students, almost all the way, except for the upper, out, out of human body or in the higher dimensions, it's different. But in this world, generally, uh, the higher the teacher, the more wimpy the, the students around him look. It's generally the case. That it's really sad, actually. Not, I'm not saying my case. I'm, I'm not putting myself in that class, actually. But I'm saying really great teachers like, Gautama had some, I mean, Gautama was different, but uh, it depends on the teacher. Um, Nichinanda had some pretty achieved fellows come to him, but most everybody, even those who were guru, you know, yogis in their own right, were nothing compared to him. In Gautama's case, he's the only Buddha anyway, and um, even the Arhans um, are of a different quality of awakening in some sense, or quality of action. But there were some pretty heavy hitters around Gautama, actually. It's different. But generally, you say Lin Chi, you know, died uh, criticizing his senior student who didn't know anything. And um, many guys, uh, Yun Men in China, and uh, all sorts of guys, they just didn't have worthy successors. It's very common. And um, so disciples often look really... Um, poor compared to great teachers. Anyway, so the disciples are saying, shall we, like children, enter the kingdom, or what, what should we do? How is it that infants suckling um, are akin to those Gnostics or um, meek inheriting the earth who shall enter the kingdom of heaven? Meaning those who found the kingdom of heaven within, you know, which is the way, you know, by way of love <laughs> and all qualities of heart and wisdom, you know, wise as a snake and harmless as dove, wisdom, clever, harmless, loving, those are the qualities. And so the thing about an infant or a baby nursing uh, is it's total pure receptivity, right? Complete harmlessness, total harmlessness and total trust and total receptivity totally without aggression, totally receptive, totally um, trusting. 
and that's uh, those are some of the primary qualities it seems to me needed for of solid heart chakra activation trusting oneself is ultimately trusting one's true self the true self that is temporarily um, blinded and uh, harassed by the painful mind and the painful body or the ever-changing mind and body that are continually um, in some disturbance um, trust that the true self can outlast that <laughs> and is the one that can watch that arise and pass away and receptivity to true teaching and receptivity um, to all phenomena actually that's love so total um, receptivity is pure unconditional acceptance which is green ray the heart of green ray total receptivity and um, harmlessness right so the infant is totally harmless totally receiving totally trusting um, these are surely qualities of activate blue green indigo green blue indigo um, and Yesha was basically then saying the the unification the way of entering the kingdom that is akin to the to the infant um, nursing the suckling baby um, the mind of that baby or child um, that is um, spiritually qualified to ascend to go to fourth density to be free of uh, this realm of uh, dust and dirt that mind is the mind that has made the two back to one or resolved duality back to unity all forms of duality in general it's making the two one and then there's the duality of of object the uh, objective you know object relational duality of inside outside and then there's directional duality above and below so uh, objective or object relational duality inside outside has become one directional duality of above and below or high and low which really of course is uh, the unification of the higher and the, up, the upper and the lower triads right it's very much one two three uh, joins with four five six or joins with five six seven in terms of chakras centered in the heart but it's the spiritualization of body mind that's very much like um, uh, the above like the below uh, becomes one above and below join making male and female is a gender duality <clears throat> and akin to Jung's discussion of uh, the subconscious for a male being female quality like uh, anima and the subconscious or the deeper you know the correlate of the conscious mind for the female being uh, animus so the uh, inner uh, animating spirit uh, or gender quality to the subconscious for a male being female for a female being male bring them together is the union you know the full potentiation of the matrix of mind then the whether it's sexual union tantra or not um the male the female joined within oneself 
which can be done, of course. Um, one reason that the, the great ones have no sexual desire, I mean, Gautama and Nityananda, I'm sure they're not lonely, uh, or pining for uh, some action, uh, is because uh, they've unified uh, male and female gender polarity tendencies within mind-body-spirit, within the, within the seven-ray system. Um, they don't seek physical union because they're already in a beingness union. And then there's the notion of um, uh, fashioning eyes in the place of an eye, hand in place of hand, foot in place of foot, likeness or image in place of likeness or image. It's really putting things right. I mean, again, I'm not totally sure what that means, but uh, fashioning is at the issue, but um, eyes should be eyes and should be seeing clearly, likewise hand and foot and images, uh, put things in their proper place, um, or uh, understand the equipment as it is. So let's go to the uh, interlinear for saying 22 and see what they have to say. Did Yeshua see among little children they are receiving milk? Did Yeshua see, meaning Yeshua did see. Did Yeshua see among little children they are receiving milk? Says he to his disciples, these little children who are receiving milk, which is a nice way of putting it, they are comparable to those who go into the sovereignty. The kingdom of heaven is called the sovereignty. That's lovely. The real sovereignty. The love light sovereignty. So they are comparable to those who go into the sovereignty. Say they to him, meaning the disciples to Yeshua. Therefore, if we become little children, we shall go into the sovereignty, says Yeshua to them. When you make the two one, and you make the side inner in the manner of the side outer, and the side outer, or the outer side, outside, in the manner of the side inner, and the side above in the manner of the side of the, of the below, and and when you shall make the male with the female into into that one alone, so that shall not the male act as male, nor the female act as female. When you make an eye for the place of an eye, and a hand for the place of a hand, and a foot for the place of a foot, an image for the place of an image. So li image or likeness. Then you shall go into the app, into the the sovereignty. Very interesting. So, little children, not babies, the little children they are receiving milk. And so he said, these little children receiving milk are like those comparable, or they are comparable to those who go into the sovereignty. Into the sovereignty, of the kingdom of heaven, the sovereignty is within. The kingdom of heaven is within. The um, I wonder if that's, I guess that's um, Coptic sovereignty, kingdom of heaven within, the sovereignty is within, the true um, divine rulership is in, in one's being, is in being. Uh, and so the disciples are asking, uh, should we, what should we do, should we become like little children? And Yeshua said, he didn't say you should become like little children here, maybe he said that in other places, but 
when you habitually or when you regularly make two to one and so unified duality uh, see that um, the upward downward is the upward downward <laughs> or male and female is uh, these are two sides of, of one <clears throat> uh, unigender but it's really not gender it's really about tendencies um, yin and yang the, the uh, essential archetypes behind male and female being active passive or transmission reception or radiance and uh, magnetism radiant you know electromagnetism so making the inner side and the outside habitually making them one so all dualities being resolved into unity um, interestingly about the male um, the idea is that uh, when you should make the male with the female into that one alone meaning um, the two become one um, that is alone I think so that shall not the male act so not shall not the male act as male nor the female act as female now you know we're talking about aspects of Tantra probably not but uh, <clears throat> uh, certainly um, unification of gender tendencies within one's being is a necessary part of the path that doesn't mean act like a girl or act like a boy it really means uh, find the essence and realize um, you are you include both uh, the mind contains all things mind is a microcosm of the love one as Ross said so anyway um, it's interesting um, uh, these teachings so let's go on um, 23 starting with the Meyer these are some short sayings here 23 Yeshua said I shall choose you as one from a thousand and as two from ten thousand and they will stand as a single one Lambda. Jesus said I shall choose you one out of a thousand and two out of ten thousand and they shall stand as a single one and then interlinear says Yeshua I shall choose you one from among one thousand and two from among ten thousand and they shall stand to feet there they becoming one alone <laughs> and the translation that uh, to English um, from the interlinear is Yeshua says I shall choose you one from a thousand and two from ten thousand and they shall stand becoming a single unity or becoming unity they shall stand as a single one they will stand as a single one um, they shall stand becoming a single unity you know unity is a single right unity is singular duality is plural and so is this really just simply saying um, you know Yeshua was saying I come to bring division or dissension um, a fire and a sword uh, the division of those who qualify themselves to go to the kingdom of heaven and those who reject it lots of humans here reject love and and wisdom 
they reject goodness particularly. I mean, the negative ones they accept. Wis they accept negative use of wisdom, which is loveless use of mind, or uh, <laughs> uh, discomfort with unconditional love use of mind. Um, but Yeshua came for those uh, who had strayed but wanted to be found and return home. And so, uh, but there, but the idea of one from a thousand or two from ten thousand is that there are very few. Uh, there are very few to harvest, as Ross said. <laughs> Despite the best efforts of the Confederation and the Wanderers, um, and and um, the Adepts there are few to harvest. Uh, so, what is a harvest of uh, humanity going to 40 positive? I don't know, 5 to 15 percent, I've thought. But, um, those who uh, self-qualify to enter the sovereignty, the kingdom of heaven, of love light, um, become one. And so, the few, you know, many are called and few are chosen. Many are called, but few choose themselves <laughs> and qualify themselves to escape death or go into love wisdom. 24. His students said, Show us the place where you are. We must seek it. He, Yeshua, he said to them, Whoever has ears should hear. There is light within a person of light, and it shines on the whole world. If it does not shine, it is dark. <laughs> and we have Lambdon, 24. His disciple said to him, Show us the place where you are, since it is necessary for us to seek it. He said to them, Whoever has ears, let him hear. There is light within a man of light, and he lights up the whole world. If he does not shine, he is darkness. Now, they're a little bit different, those two translations. So, the disciples, students, are asking Yeshua, uh, where are you? Because we, uh, we imagine we have to go, go to find you, or uh, join you when you leave, or seek to, to be where you are, or to be what you are, to know what you know, to arrive where you have arrived in terms of awakening or place or knowing Yeshua responds whoever has ears should hear so like wake up and uh, try to get this within a person of light there is light there's light within a man of light and that man of light lights up the whole world or shines on the whole world then so uh, there's first the notion of a man of light or a person of light. And that person or man of light um, has light within or manifests light or may manifest light and thereby lights up all. Then when they don't light up or shine to the world, then they're dark. Does it mean he's dark or does it mean he, uh, the light is just not visible? Uh, let's see what the interlinear says. Say his disciples, show to us the place which thou there, which thou there, meaning thou are, because the necessity to us 
it is that we be made to seek it. Says he to them. So interesting, they didn't have Yeshua, the name here. Says he to them, he who has ears of him, let him hear. There is light existing in the within of a person of light. And he makes light to the cosmos. If he does not make light, a darkness is. <laughs> uh, which is like, first of all, the notion that um, uh, the person of light is the person who's been seeking love light or seeking uh, awakening on the basis of morality, virtue, ethics, panchashila, don't kill, don't hurt, don't harm, try not to kill or harm or hurt, don't lie, don't cheat, don't steal, uh, no false speech, no divisive speech, no malicious speech, no harsh speech, no idle chatter, frivolous speech if you can, uh, don't take what's not given, uh, don't bear tales and uh, harm the harmony of others, don't infringe then one seeks uh, freedom or truth or greater awareness. Um, that one has light, that one may shine light. <clears throat> then if they don't shine the light, if he doesn't make light a darkness is, does it mean that the person who doesn't develop is dark? That's true. Or the person who is developed but does, doesn't manifest is not visible. That's also true. So, putting your light under a bushel. The light is still there, it's available, it's just covered. And so there's a value to that for those who know what light is, uh, to cover the light sometimes. But it's also true that the person who hasn't developed light is akin to darkness. So, um, if one has ears to hear, let him hear. 25. Yeshua said, Love your brother like your soul. Protect that person like the pupil of your eye. And from Lambton, Jesus said, Love your brother like your soul. Guard him like the pupil of your eye. And then from the interlinear, says Yeshua, Love thy brother in the manner of thy soul. Act to protect him in the manner of the pupil of thine eye. So this is interesting. Uh, love, love thy brother. So some people said, love thy brother as thyself. Um, this was probably the original basis of that. Love your brother or love other humans in the manner of your soul or as you would love your soul or as you love your true self, as your soul, uh, as a soul mate, um, so love thy brother as thyself is really love your brother or love one another uh, in the way that your soul does, in the way that you might love yourself, in the way that... Um, who you really are or your essence knows how to love which is true love which is just true care 
then act to protect him. So love the brother, love one's brother, love one another, and protect one another in the way you would protect the pupil of your eye. And so this, <clears throat> the phrase in the, in the interlinear NQE, or in the manner, in the manner, so in the manner means in the way you would do to, or for, because the, the act to protect your brother, act to protect him, in the manner of the pupil of thine eye, obviously can't be that thine eye protects uh, the eye, but you could say if it was in the manner of the eyelid, <laughs> then, oh, okay, in the manner of means in the way that this other thing does, but it's in the in the way that you would protect or act to this other thing or object that you would naturally treat this way. So love the brother in the manner you'd love your own soul and protect the brother or others in the way you'd protect the pupil of your own eye, which is a very um, uh, kind of very fine metaphor because uh, the pupil is, is, is like a hole and, um, or at least it's, um, it's the receiver of light. And so protect the other as uh, you protect your receiver of light, which is a very delicate part of the body, the pupil of the eye. And so um, there's a high sensitivity here in terms of protecting others. And Gautama said, of course, uh, when you protect others, you protect yourself. And the, the reason, one of the bases of shila, virtue, discipline, morality, is to prevent regret. Uh, I don't want to hurt you basically because I'm selfish and I don't want to hurt myself. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. You know, I don't want to hurt myself because I know that if I hurt you, I am hurting myself. Or if I act in harmful ways to you, I'm harmful ways acting to myself. Obviously, of course. What you give, you get. What goes around, comes around. Called cause and effect. Inner and outer is one. It is the one field of inner outer. And what's done in the one field of inner outer affects all in the field, particularly the one that acts. So you act thinking that uh, it goes out, not seeing that the outer is you too. And um, it's one field. And what's added to the field is experienced by the field in which you live, meaning you get it too. That's called karmic return. So, um, love your brother and love each other protect your brother and love one another in the way that you care about yourself and in and, and obviously it's always the case the person who really is truly um, self-appreciating self-loving love yourself doesn't mean narcissistic grandiosity doesn't mean superiority complex doesn't even mean um, pampering it means love <laughs> which very few people humans in this world understand what is love if you don't know what that is <laughs> time to get trying to understand what first base is then uh, love the brother protect the other in the way also that you would protect what's most delicate or vulnerable and that's probably why Yeshua used the analogy of uh, small children um, who are very vulnerable 
and um, that's why the evil ones have uh, targeting them in this world um, but uh, the time of the evil ones is ending and the Logos um, is more present now 26 um, and we'll probably finish with 26 or 27 from Meyer version Yeshua said you see the speck in your brother's eye but not the beam in your own eye when you take the beam out of your own eye then you will clearly see then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye Lambden you see the mote mote you see the mote in your brother's eye but you do not see the beam in your own eye when you cast the beam out of your own eye then you will see clearly to cast the mote from your brother's eye <clears throat> and so this always the word beam always struck me as strange it's like a beam of wood how can a beam of wood be in your eye <laughs> but the idea is um, we are focused on the minor problem uh, speck of dust or dirt or wood in the other uh, while we neglect the very much more serious problem of, of our that we're uh, within ourselves, the much more serious the beam of wood versus the speck of dust or moat dust moat speck that we are making a big deal out of making a big deal of in criticizing and judging others which they have indeed but the real problem the much much larger problem is our own uh, distortion or our own uh, unskillful patterns or negative tendencies or selfishness or expect you know variations of wrong speech wrong action harmfulness to self and other and so uh, interestingly it's also true that you can't see clearly how to help another until you've helped yourself and the more one helps oneself the more qualified one is in helping others and it's only after one has really helped oneself deeply meaning knows love and wisdom within oneself deeply that one can <laughs> come to another in any uh, attempt to be of service um, offering care and love and wisdom and discernment and um, whatever might be useful whatever we can offer uh, to take the speck out of one's brother's eye we go to the interlinear says Yeshua the moat which in the eye of thy brother thou see it the plank yet which in thy eye thou see not it when thou cast the plank from in thy eye then thou shalt see forth to cast the moat from in the eye of thy brother so the moat is like a dust moat versus a plank or beam. It's not a beam of light. It's a beam of wood or a plank of wood. So the little obstruction of the other um, we make a big deal out of, like the sins of the world, which are multitudinous. But how about our own? They're actually bigger and they're much more problematic. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm guilty of this too. Most of us are. 
um, uh, indulging in world criticism rather than uh, looking in the mirror and purifying ourselves of uh, harmful tendencies in speech, in thought, word, and deed. That's what we're talking about. Freedom from harmful tendencies to self and other in thought, word, and deed, which is uh, uh, addressing blockages in the lower triad for second, third chakra. So it's much, much more important to purify ourselves than get focused on other people's problems. And uh, blaming the world is um, basically a, a long-term spiritual avoidance and uh, of working with ourselves, getting stuck in blaming the world, which we all do somewhat, um, is normally an avoidance of our own um, healing process. So much easier to blame other, and so tiring. And it's tiring to hear, and if we catch ourselves speaking it, we can get tired of ourselves speaking it. So uh, don't worry about his problem, worry about your own problem. But indeed, it's okay, I think, to if somebody asks you, what do you think about this guy or gal? Uh, I think there's a problem there. Uh, what do you think? Uh, I think it's very fine to say, well, I think so too, or I don't think so, and here's how I see it. There are certain people who are spiritual who avoid... Um, you know, speaking bitter truths about the world or about others because they think, oh no, it's, I'm not going to focus on him, he's drawing his best, but the person may be problematic. And the one asking about us may sincerely wish to confirm or, or get clear about their perceptions from a dialogue with us. And then some spiritual people, they don't even want to talk about it. They think, oh, I'm being judgmental, oh, I'm bad to think this. Everybody's good, everybody's nice. This is bullshit. There are some liars, there are fraud teachers. <laughs> there are bad people with big smiles and white teeth. And if you don't know it, they will, um, they will exploit you. <laughs> That's normal. Or they'll exploit your loved ones. But if your loved ones don't know it, or they think they're good and they don't want your help, um, unfortunately, there's not much we can do because um, these are people who unfortunately don't want to open their eyes until they realize they've been exploited. So, uh, cast forth the, the plank from your own eye. And um, finally, well, finally we'll do um, 27, starting with Meyer. If you do not fast from the world you will not find the kingdom. If you do not observe the Shabbat as Shabbat, you will not see the Father. And so this is, again, the idea of uh, put the eye where the eye should be and the foot in the place of foot, hand in place of hand, image in place of image. Know these things as they should be. Uh, or uh, understand what is really meant um, by a teaching or proper function uh, of any tool we have. The fasting is not a fasting of food, but fasting from the world. The Shabbat or Sabbath, the day of rest, um, should be understood as it is, not necessarily as you've been told. And then, and if you don't understand things as they are, you won't enter the sovereignty, into the kingdom, you won't see the Father, you won't uh, return home. So 27 
from Lambden. Jesus said, If you do not fast as regards the world, you will not find the kingdom. If you do not observe the Sabbath as a Sabbath, you will not see the Father. And then finally, from the interlinear, uh, it doesn't even say, Yeshua said, it, If you do not act to fast from the cosmos or from the world, you shall not you shall find not sovereignty. If you do not make the weak Sabbath, you shall not, you, you shall see not the Father. So, fasting or keeping Sabbath, Sabbath basically meaning the day of rest, um, but it also means the rule or rules. If you don't fast rightly or keep the rest day rightly, and both of these are associated with um, withdrawal. Fasting is withdrawal from eating. Keeping the Sabbath is withdrawal from working. So, if you don't withdraw properly, you won't enter the kingdom or you won't be saved or you won't save yourself. Because the point is, save yourself. God loves you, but do you love? And so, if you don't withdraw um from taking nourishment properly if your withdrawal from with from taking nourishment is improper you won't be saved <laughs> you won't find uh, the kingdom of heaven within likewise if you don't rest properly or understand how to keep the rule of rest or refrain from work if you don't keep that rule properly likewise you won't see the Father, or you won't find um, the kingdom of heaven also. So, what is proper fasting withdrawal from taking nourishment? What is proper withdrawal from work um, or keeping of um, the commandment to rest? What does it mean? So, you got to come to understand that. It certainly, certainly means don't... Uh, it means uh, wisely refrain from taking the worldly as nourishment and wisely refrain from the world worldly work into spiritual rest properly because the alternative to eating uh, as fasting is um, restraint or refraining from taking in physical nourishment or refraining from taking the worldly as nourishment Likewise, uh, keeping the Sabbath rule, refraining from work activity, is refrain from worldly activity into spiritual rest, because we see in the Gospel of Truth the notion of come to rest. Rest is um, also akin to the, to the mind of small children or um, the way of um, seeking within and um, detaching from uh, excessive craving uh, of the worldly, including working for, for money or whatever. So, um, we actually didn't go into the oxyrhynchus, but when I look at it, I see there's not much going on there. So, uh, next time we'll start with fragment 28, and uh, go with the three versions. So we start on 28, 
and actually there is a little more coming from uh, Oxyrhynchus in section in saying 28. So we didn't take many sayings today, but I think we looked pretty deeply. Uh, thank you for being here. I hope it's been helpful. Take good care of yourselves. See you next week, and good night.